Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Feeling a little blue. Blue? Blue. I'm blue. Da ba dee da ba da. I don't know what that was, but I'm That's feeling a song, man. Hey, on my desk, I got I got the prettiest, prettiest little five year old. Oh my five. gosh. And then here's her here's her here's her personality. Boom. Yeah. Hey, a picture background matches my shirt really well. That's good. Yeah, it does. It does. I, for a minute, I couldn't tell the difference. I know. I and it ties in with what you have on the TV with me being blocked up. What? You're right there. Yes. <laughs> However, you're still big leaguing me. You're like up front. You look like you're the main. Oh, I know why. I'm okay with it. I just realized. Smartest man alive. No, no, it has everything to do with a woman named Constance that decided to put it together. <laughs> hey, she just thinks you're smarter than I am. That's why you're ahead. Uh, with it. Hey, welcome everybody. We're having a, we're having an insecure moment. <laughs> we're having a moment of insecurity, <laughs> and we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through this. You know why I don't have that insecurity? Got God's word here. Amen to that. TJ, how you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. Doing great. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing really well. I mean, I'm, I'm exhausted. But I'm doing really well. <laughs> but you're exhausted. I feel great. And I've stayed out of the trees. <laughs> hey, nice. Hey, it was great to have Kevin Kurtz on with us last week. That was fun. Yes. yes. We need, you know, I started thinking, we need more people to come on to uh carry the load carry the load yeah what i get tired of carrying the whole show dude oh, i knew there i knew that was coming i knew it was coming <laughs> just kidding just kidding interviewing my replacement i can't believe, I can't believe you'd be that mean dan <laughs> hey you saw what i sent him yesterday you think oh my gosh I know, I know. Yeah, that is the furthest thing from the truth, people. It really is. We got it. a lot of love. A lot uh, of love. There's a lot of love. I almost felt this might be too much love. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, do I hit send? Oh, I hit send. Oh, it's too late now. Yeah. I, I want to send. <laughs> May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Which is my favorite meme. <laughs> it is totally. I use it every chance I can. <laughs> and I'm moving on, moving on, moving on. Hey, we got a lot to cover this week. We have, we have, uh, we got some things to share. God's doing some awesome things and putting our messages together. Let's just get to it. How's that sound? Sounds good. You're the boss and if you're not sure, look at that screen on the TV. Oh my gosh! So Yellowstone. Hey, do you want me to play it, or you want me to just uh, like walk it, like fast forward it, and then you can kind of? That's up to you. That's up to you. That's up to you. Well, how about we just play the first part of it because it actually is pretty interesting. This guy's this cat is uh, on a motorcycle. He stops and does the the weather news or something. I don't know, but yeah, uh, you did a great job. I thought so too. Anyway, let's see if you can't hear it. Let me know. All right, friends. Hey, welcome back to Park Junkie. Me, Totsie, here today. The place to be, Totsie. Yellowstone National Park, which is currently under an evacuation order. I love his intro. That's pretty slick. <laughs> That's right. Guests are being asked. 
to leave Yellowstone National Park, and there are no inbound guests being allowed into the park, what? regardless of reservations at hotel or camping facilities inside the park. The reason for this, over the last 36 hours, the park has experienced record levels of rainfall. The Yellowstone River is currently flowing at record levels. Never. Come on. That's record crazy. levels. Exactly. Record levels. Then that's not the only thing that's breaking records right now, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so what else did you want to talk about with this one? This is pretty crazy, actually, because. Well, I just would. I mean, everywhere we turn, there's record levels of something. Rain, floods. Oh, wait. Oh. This. Sorry, there's nothing I do about the picture, but heat wave persists in southwest. Temperatures reach record highs. Yeah. Records. You were saying records? Yeah, and I think we're having records here where we live. I mean, it was I it was a low of 84 last night. A last low night. of 84? <laughs> last night. Nebraska? <laughs> a low of 84? Yes, I thought I was in Vegas. Yeah. That's insane. Well, 22 communities over this last weekend, saw tied or broken record high temperatures in the Southwest. That means about 75 million people were under one of the one of the worst heat waves that they've experienced down in those areas. So we're talking Southern California. We're talking Mojave Desert hit almost 130 degrees in um, this past weekend. So, I mean, 120 degrees. There was actually another one. I'm sorry. This the other one I was talking about in the Middle East. Record temperatures near 130 in the Middle East this past week. Wow. Wow. Records. 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 Record highs. Record highs. GJ, what do you got for what do you got here? Hey, Texas, Oklahoma, they're under fires. I mean, wildfires, there's act there was actually two of them. I, I forget how many acres, but they've I guess contained it now. But it's, and, and you can elaborate on this. God said he wouldn't flood the earth, but there would be fires. And I, and I forget exactly how that's uh, worded in the Bible. Uh, maybe you can elaborate since you're the one in front of, one in front of me and, and big league in me and the, and the graphic <laughs> and smarter than me. So over to you. Oh, that's too funny. Over to you. Over to you. Uh it says that God, God promised he would never, ever flood the earth. That's not how he'll destroy the earth again, but it will be destroyed by fire. So, <laughs> I mean, that that's just, I mean, that just comes from God himself. But there's this other one right here, too, that you popped up here about the evacuations that were happening. Um, north of Flagstaff. North of Flagstaff. There you go. So I'm not really sure why it keeps doing that with the picture. There you go. So. Tell us a little bit about this one, because I read a little bit about it, but uh, you you posted it. So, so, so there, so, uh, evacuations are happening in Flagstaff for northern part or parts of northern Flagstaff, Arizona, because of huge fires. They're calling it pipeline fire. I think it's going along a pipeline, and there's actually two fires that have come together as well. So they've converged. You can see that area there, and uh, there's a. There's a video somewhere in there where, yeah, there you go. It's shows some of the intensity. So again, fires. And you say, okay, well, God isn't destroying the world with fires. I believe these are precursors. I believe they are, they're, they're the shaking is paying attention. And why do we talk about weather conditions? Is because weather patterns and different signs God is going to use. And, uh, you know, it lays it out in the Bible, you know, rumors, of wars and rumors of war, which we got, <laughs> we got every, every week there's that. Then you're looking at things that are leading up to the tribulation. Yeah, there, yeah, there it is right there. It's, it looks like, uh, Northern Cal. Oh, by the way, there's a fire in Northern Cal, isn't there? I haven't heard of it yet, but I'm sure there's going to be. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't taken a look recently, but I was just thinking to myself, it's, it's actually, a little comforting to know that we're not having these massive fires here, but it's horrible and tragic to see that they're happening other places right now. So this is the season for it. They actually call it, they, they now call it, I've never heard this before in my entire life until the last five, six years, there's actually a fire season. There was an earth, there's an earth, 
there's a hurricane season. There's now tornado season. There's now fire season. I don't wow. know. Wow. Uh, these these things keep happening. And uh, and then on top of that, let me just pop this out. Then you've got oh snap. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, snap. <laughs> you obviously can see that I did not actually, uh, nobody knows on Spotify and iTunes what's going on, but there's a little black screen that on a <laughs> on my internet it said, oh, snap. All right, so astronomers. That's a technical term, by the way. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> astronomers are have just discovered what they're calling a ghost black hole that's roaming our Milky Way. That's our galaxy. And it's a ghost black hole that's roaming our Milky Way. GJ, what's the first thing that, be nice, this is rated PG, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that we've just discovered a ghost black hole? Well, first thing I want to find out is what is a ghost black hole? What is a black hole? You know, we've heard about them. We talk about it. We make references to black holes. And and really what it is, and, and this is my interpretation after reading this article, <laughs> and the Hubble Space Tele- Telescope is the one that they actually were using to find this. So like a, a star or blows up, and, and then it's, there's no light emitting from it, and then there's like these pieces, and then it's like a darkness around it. So it's like all this stuff. And when you look at that, that photo there, Underneath the ad, yeah, thank you. You can see the darkness, so it's like the darkness, and so outside of it is is the particles from something that blew up, you know, a star that blew up, and uh, so it doesn't emit any more light. And what the light is that it's around it is coming from other uh, stars. That's that's the interpretation, which gives it the black hole look. Answer your question. What's the first thing? Is like, okay, how do they see that and not that asteroid? Yes, I referenced almost every week. It's like, oh, you can see that, but you can't see that. But you can't see that. You're finding this obscure, <clears throat> never ever been seen before footage of a black hole, but you can't. Oh, there, there goes an asteroid right by the Earth. Oh, we didn't see that. Oh, what was that? Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, one of the things that came to my mind when I read this story after you posted it was. What an what an interesting way of how how it seems like people are setting up yes. what potentially happen if a black hole got close to Earth and all of a sudden all these people are sucked off the planet, right? Yeah, that, <gasps> they, they're that, lost black hole. Yes, I was thinking the exact same thing. Good good point. That's why you're big leaguing me on the photo, and you're smarter. You got to it first. Oh, look at that little baby! Gosh! Oh my gosh! So this is the last thing for Earth News. There's a great shot of a farmer on the picture that you just saw. And if you're you know, paying attention on Spotify or iTunes, uh, the whole story here is that there's a farm. There's several farmers, many farmers, actually, that I've been talking to and that I'm reading about that are warning of this looming food shortage because the cost of operating a farm on average are up 300 percent year over year. So what it would have cost to actually run your farm, if it was $100,000 in the year, is now way higher than that, 300% higher. So a lot of farmers are starting to shut down because they, they just don't have the money to be able to do this. And remember what it said in the scripture, Revelation, when it talks about the fact that a, a wheat bread will cost almost a day's wages and that you're not supposed to spoil the oil or the wine. Um, so. I mean, not, not you're not supposed to. Uh, you're supposed to store up the oil and the wine. So there's a high amount of inflation that's happening right now. And GJ and I were just talking about it. We are not convinced that the inflation is only at eight or eight point three percent. They keep coming out with shocking numbers. Oh, it actually in May it it, it was registered at eight point six percent, which is still higher than what they projected at eight point three percent. When you see that gas prices are up forty percent, you see that. Food prices are up 50 to 60% in some places. I mean, you can't even get a gallon of milk anymore for, I don't know. And somebody somebody just told me the other day they had to buy a dozen eggs for, for I think it was six bucks. 
So an egg is 50 cents a piece. Inflation is way higher than that. But this is what's coming. This is what's happening. And the scripture is very clear about in Revelation about how expensive things will become. And oh, is that famine? Is it something else? I don't know. I had a good friend of mine send me a whole list uh, since January. And I'm going to be really careful how I say this, but uh, and I didn't want to show it up on the screen, but we talked about it a few months back. We have, he sent me a whole list of all of the food processing plants and the food processing factories that have either burned down or been destroyed in some kind of tragic thing that's happened. And so I don't know what's going on with that, but I'm not going to make any. You have, you have that. And then my in-laws are actually farmers. So I can attest that just like, uh, and I think I've covered this before here, is just the uh, fertilizer is up. It is is tripled from last year, just the fertilizer. So the the whole production now you add the fuel costs that are up, you know, over forty four percent. So you start adding all these extra costs. So one is is you're going to have some farmers come up, you know, quit quit farming because they can't afford to. Uh, then you're going to have uh, the the extra costs that's going to be passed on to the consumer. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a train, it's a train wreck w waiting to happen. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. Absolutely. Well, we also have, uh, just moving on the wars and rumors of wars. Um, this one, go ahead, bud. You posted this sucker. Well, the, um, so again, China <laughs> back, back in the news <laughs> every week, China, China news. So, a, and this actually happened last month. This didn't happen last week or within the last seven days. This actually happened in the May. A Australian surveillance jet, uh, which has been doing this for decades, uh, and, and abiding by international flights, whatever, you know, whatever the procedures are. Uh, so that's, that's their side of the story. Anyway, a Chinese fighter jet. You know, went and did these maneuvers in and around this jet from Australia, and basically showing his, you know, power. And I actually almost created a, an incident because of the way the, the fighter jet was flying. So it's almost like I'm. We're here to intimidate you. Stay away. And again, the little rocks keep being thrown. And uh, pay attention to China and uh, and also the other big red country which i'm sure you might have up next i'm just making a call i don't think i i don't i don't know if i do oh no i do have it up but it's not next next the next one is actually a story i was talking to a good friend of ours that um yeah there it is here it is actually we're talking about russia twice actually so uh, apparently what's happening is is nicaragua the country of nicaragua are allowing russian forces to begin entering their country and what they're saying they're they're doing it for is they're saying that they are trying to get any kind of biological laboratories just like what they're talking about over in ukraine out of that are from the u.s out of nicaragua so the question is though is how is the u.s going to potentially respond well this is what i would call a bona fide rumor of war we don't really know what's going on down there but apparently there is an agreement between russia and nicaragua to provide Russian troops for and in um, Nicaragua. And I think that it quotes Thomas Jefferson here. It says, a fire bell in the night. Uh, he was actually referring to something else. But this agreement, as it says in the, in the article, marks the first step in a series of converging and unprecedented threats to Latin America and U.S. security. So uh, I was chatting with a good friend yesterday. Uh, no, last Friday, and he mentioned to me he's got he knows someone. That, that wasn't me, by the way, because obviously I'm not on the good friend list. You didn't have a conversation with me. Just want to be clear. No, you're having a, you're having a conversation with this good friend later today, and um, so he was talking about somebody he knows, and I want to be very careful here because I don't want to. And there's some things that are confidential shouldn't be shared publicly, like we're doing right now. But uh, he knows someone that oversees a lot of the. Uh, electrical grid over the Western United States. And that person is in some uh, cyber defense and helping to protect the grid from any kind of hacking. And when this whole thing of Russia came up, uh, he asked him, he said, hey, uh, do, does Russia ever try to hack in? And he said, 
not only do they try to hack in, but for the last 15 years, they've tried to hack every day. So they're constantly battling the cyber defense. And so we have to understand that this is something that is ongoing. This is not a surprise. This is not something, this whole thing that happened in Ukraine even is not even a surprise to the people that are involved. But man, I'm telling you, there we have to be on our guard. We've been asleep for far too long, don't you think? Amen to that. There's, oh yeah, this is the other thing we were talking about. This is unfortunate thing that has happened down in San Diego. This is an Osprey, which these, these helicopters are massive. They're huge. We've seen them. Uh, we have Beale Air Force Base up here and uh, Travis Air Force Base. We constantly see these things taking off and landing or and doing kind of doing S's all over the sky to kind of surveil what's going on here in Sacramento area. But I mean, this one of these things went down. Unfortunately, five Marine soldiers were killed in the in the crash. And what where my mind goes with all this is that my mind goes to the whole thing of all right, what actually happened? <laughs> right. What was actually going on? And I don't know. It's obvious. It's something that is speculation. But I thought that was something that was newsworthy. And then well, GJ. Well, there's two things with that. One is what. What really caused it? That's number one. And was it from something from outside, you know, of the pilot's control? That's number one. And number two is what caught my eye on that too is with nuclear material. So you don't be carrying nuclear material unless you're planning on doing something. <laughs> so again, it's a rumor and, uh, the, the, the crash did happen, but you know, what's really going on? So I mean, and we probably won't know at all. So. Anyway, moving on. Well, by the way, just to say hey to, I just, we got a shout out from Danya, good friend of mine. She says, hey, Dan. I said, hey, Danya. And then also one of my cousins named Chris Crystal, gotta love his name, uh, says amen when he, I guess he read the post and popped up an amen. Great to see you both on here. So um, there's, I actually, I found this one this morning. Russia issues an unusually bitter condemnation of an Israeli attack on the Damascus airport. Okay. I was waiting for this story to happen somewhere where Russia is going to come out and speak against Israel. And this is the first one that I've seen in the last couple of months. So just to say that Israeli media, now this, these are media and other media reporting. So you have to keep, take everything with a grain of salt because we don't know exactly what's going on. But Israeli media is uh, is on Saturday describing an unusually bitter condemnation as Russia lashed out, I love their words, at Israel's latest airstrikes on Syria, which disabled a Damascus international airport, which means that there there's a reason why Israel is going to bomb an airport. And what they what they're reporting is that there were Iranian weapons shipments and assets that were being trans transported. And of course, we already know that Russia has been very involved in supplying uh, weapons and uh, and munitions and different things and support to Syria. And we also know that they're also supporting and helping out Iran. So just saying, this is an, another thing that we need to keep an eye on because the Russia is in the north. And we, we do know from Ezekiel that got from the land of Gog and Magog, there will be kings that come down and they will try to attack Israel, which ushers in the battle of Armageddon. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Very interesting. We are on the same page, man. Same page. All right. Uh, moving on to leading up to the tribulation. I just want to say, oh, snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who posted this, but uh, I'll have something to say. But go ahead. So I take think it. we both did because I actually realized it was posted twice. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Okay. You take this one. Then. So the title says, Nokia CEO says humans to be implanted with 6G chips sets time frame. So the time frame is by 2030. And if you look at a lot of, yeah, I know that's a shocker. There's a lot of uh, globalist things going on where their, their timeline is by 2030. Some things may happen before. However, to have what they want to have happen fully is by 2030. So right now, you know, 5G is not even everywhere. So 5G technology is obviously available. It's not available everywhere yet. So that's still happening. And then, as we know, well, usually what's being put out is already out of date because they got new technology that's already being worked on or available. It's just not available 
economically. So 6G technology, that'll be the next one. And then the picture here is is a hand with a about the size of a grain of rice implemented into their hand for all tracking. And if you read the article, uh, it talks more about how smartphones are going to be less. They basically, smartphones will become obsolete and you'll be able to use this type of technology. And then if you read and seen some of the other articles that we've posted is that, you know, the chips have uh, communication abilities and it also, you know, they, they can tie and they also want to, this article didn't talk about it, but they can actually implant stuff into your brain that uh, communicates as well. So, I mean, all this is available. It's just not available in widespread usability. But this technology exists, and anybody says, hey, the, the mark doesn't exist. Well, there it is. This is all the precursor to the mark. Yeah, so not only do we have Nokia talking about developing these 6G chips, but Elon Musk has already come out and said that he's working on a brain implant that uh, can then connect to the Internet so that your brain can connect real time with the Internet. So all I think of is when I look at the mark of the beast and how it's described in Scripture, we miss sometimes we miss certain things that are in the original language that are actually left out, so to speak, in in our in our translation. So one of the things that we kind of miss with the whole mark of the beast is that there is one word in there that can be taken in several different ways. One of the ways it can be taken is that the mark will be in us, on our hand or on our forehead. So just something to think about. Do your studies. I'm not saying that that's what it is, but we always have to keep our hearts and minds open because the last thing I want to do, right, GJ, is get stuck in this thing where I miss what God intended, just like the Pharisees did when they missed him coming to die on the cross. I mean, they should have known because they studied the scriptures since they were eight years old. So that's one thing. And then we have, then we have, I think I put that on the wrong one. Let's save that for later. So Sri Lanka, they just came out, this is India. So they just came out and actually said that they were going to give their public workers an extra day off in order to grow food. And the reason why they're saying this is because, as we know, India has been in a crisis of wheat, which we've talked about several weeks ago. And so there's a there's food shortages happening all, all across India. So they're giving these public workers an extra day off so they can tend to gardens so they can create their own food because there's such a shortage. So, I mean, this is an island nation, right? So it's right off the coast of India, but it's just one of the things that we need to keep an eye on. The reasons why prices will keep on going up. And then I saw this too, GJ. I want to get your initial reaction to this because in San Francisco, I'm not sure how and where or what's happening in your neck of the woods, GJ, in uh, Lincoln and Omaha, but in San Francisco, Sacramento, specifically San Francisco, they removed this law that says that uh, anything that you steal at a certain amount is a, is a misdemeanor. And so now they came out and said anything up to $960, I think that was the number, that you steal out of the store is not something you can get charged with. So there have been videos and videos of people going into the store shopping, and then somebody comes in with masks on, breaks some glass, takes everything out, and just walks out, and nobody does anything. I mean, there are walkerines that have shut down all over San Francisco. Um, I think they're, the, the latest is that they're down to 17% of the number of stores that they that they had before. And so that's just one. They've they've shut down targets, they've shut down uh, other things in San Francisco because of all this. And then now what we're seeing is is that stores are actually starting to lock cabinets up. You can see this store here. This is in Forbes magazine by the way. So uh if you're doubting where I'm getting this from, just go look it up. But now what this is is that they've created these locking cases that you can have on your smartphone. You download the app to that store. Once you download the app to the store and you've checked in as far as your information, then you can use your smartphone to unlock these cabinets. What's your reaction to that? Well, several things. One, number one is we've seen, uh, you know, in the news, 
a lot of what is called smash and grab where they go into the store and they just grab and they take off. And so what better way to help protect that is to have everything locked up to make it more difficult. And I'm sure that glass is is definitely thick enough where it's going to be harder to break through. So, so to me, okay, here's a great idea to help stop a problem. All right, great. That makes sense. However, now you got it locked up. And then how do you unlock it to purchase? You actually have to have a device. All right. Well, right now it's the phone. Next thing you know, it's your hand or right here. And, and reason right here and, and or on, on the back of your hand. And obviously it's probably going to be right in this area as, as that last article showed is not everybody has a right hand, but everybody's got a head, but everybody's got a head. So, um, and you say, why not the left hand? I don't know, but anyway. But it's, it, it clearly states the right hand. So with all this said is now, oh, this is good. This is a great idea. It's for protection. It's for safety. That's how a lot of times how they lead with stuff that it sounds it's great. It's going to stop and be safe and secure. However, next thing you know, it leads to something else. So I look at it as another encroachment, another another way that we just acquiesce and we actually just start to be taught and groomed to use these types of services and they just become natural. And next thing you know, they can all be controlled by the beast. I wanted to go back to what we were just talking about regarding Nokia and the plan and the implant. I wanted to point out like you mentioned it, but the UN has what they call the 2030 initiative. It's been mentioned in the media, mass media for, for the last couple of months, especially but I want to remind you of one thing that I found, GJ, when I opened up my Uversion Bible app, which said that they're they're targeting the year 2033 to have it translated into every language on the planet. And I thought, remember we talked about this, I thought, okay, that's an interesting time frame. Three and a half years in after 2030 is 2033. And we know that there's an angel, one of the angels, the four angels that are sent around the earth are proclaiming the gospel to everybody on the planet. And I thought, oh my gosh, isn't that crazy? I'm not saying that that's what it is. I just think that the timing is very interesting. Absolutely. I mean, it's all converging in all aspects, whether it's, you know, all the signs that we're talking about here on the show. Uh, you, you're looking at what's happening in the world. You're looking at, um, you know, anything goes. Uh, you look at all the demonic presence. And, and underlying things that used to be very subtle that still has been, you know, implemented in, especially in the media forms is now happening everywhere. You've got concerts that are blatantly, you know, demonic. Uh, it may not be a demonic concert. However, the, the symbolism and all the different things that are going along are happening. I mean, it, it's just happening right in front of us on all fronts. We just got a hello from Maylin in Philippines. She says, "How are you both, Maylin? We're doing great. It's great to have you with us. You're a you're a longtime watcher, so thank you for Amen. all you. We love the Philippines. Love the Philippines. Well, we have two more stories we want to go over before we get into some work to some scripture. And uh, I just I just thought about this one. This is one of those things that makes me go." Uh, Border authorities, this is the southern border of our country, United States, uh, have seized enough fentanyl. And now fentanyl is something that uh, it's used for sedation in operating rooms. And it's also a drug on the streets that I can't remember exactly what it does. Maybe you can help remind me, but it is killing people on overdose, millions of people around the world on overdose. And so they see the border authorities in Texas seized 22 pounds of fentanyl worth $340,000, not a lot of money, but it, uh, it, they're saying that it could actually, it's enough to actually kill almost 5 million people. So that amount of fentanyl, uh, 5 million people could overdose with this amount of fentanyl. So that's what's happening on our border. And I'm not going to speak too much politically about that because I'm not in politics and I don't necessarily want to be. And I also don't want to get booted off of Facebook. Speaking of which, if we do get booted off of Facebook, end times that chapter. 
We can boot off of Facebook or YouTube or wherever else that's where we're going to be. We do have podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also find us on True Social, which we'll never get kicked off of in my in my view. And we're also on Telegram. Just go to End Times Chat on both of those and you'll find us. So I had to throw a little commercial in there. All right, last one. Good job. Since, since we don't have a sponsor right now. Exactly. We'll keep on working on that. This is kind of this is kind of going to lead up to uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today. But there's this article that came out, uh, and this is the title of it. It says, Secular Intolerance of Christians' Views is Leading to Self-Censorship, the report warns. Which is the one of the reasons why I caught, this caught my eye is because of those two words, well, the joint word here, the compound word, self-censorship. This is not that people are call, are making you stay quiet. This is that Christians are too afraid to speak up. That's what self-censorship is. For whatever reason, the pressures of society, the secular intolerance of our views as believers, people are now self-censoring and not speaking up, which there's this report entitled Perceptions of Self-Censorship Confirming and Understanding the Chilling Effect. I, you know what? Let me just copy that link and I'll copy that and uh, I'll pop it in the chat for everybody to take a look at. But you can read this for yourself. Uh, it's an online version PDF. You can read it, download it, take a look at it. But the crux of this is, is that there are many parts of society right now, and especially during the month of June, which we're not going to get into today, that if you have any other view other than what some people hold as a Christian, then you will be potentially silenced or at least ridiculed into silence. The question is, is what are you going to do when you know, when you're watching the show or you know that there is an end that is coming? We don't know exactly when that's going to happen. We've made some speculations here today, but we don't know when that's going to happen. What do you do? Do you stop talking? Do you not share the gospel because you're afraid that the society is going to not tolerate you? Uh, or when you're given the opportunity to share and you have the the platform to do it, are you actually going to share what it is that God's put on your heart to share with people so that they can accept Jesus? So GJ, I was reading this past Sunday and I was reading it in Second Kings chapter 20. And in Second Kings chapter 20, what it talks about there is it talks about Hezekiah, who was one of the kings of Israel. Now Hezekiah, he was a pretty good king. He he spent a lot of time focusing on his relationship with God and, and he took down all the Asherah poles and he took down some of the altars, but what he left up in Israel were what's called the high places. The high places were particular temples that were left standing where people could still go and worship other gods. But King Hezekiah himself, he decided that in his home, he was actually going to worship God and in the palace. Well, one day he develops this sickness. He gets some kind of a boil on his body that is infected. And the prophet Isaiah which if you don't, if anybody that's out there does not know who Isaiah is, Isaiah is the one prophet in the Old Testament who has the most that he's written and is actually in the Old Testament. So there are over 66 chapters of Isaiah uh, where Isaiah is prophesying. So Isaiah comes to Hezekiah and says, uh, from God, hey, buddy, you're, I'm not sure he called him buddy. I mean, but he says, hey, buddy, <laughs> you oh, are. Sit off snap first. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, Hezekiah. Uh, you're not going to survive this. This boil will take your life. You're not going to survive it. And then Isaiah leaves. Hezekiah stands up, walks to the wall, and starts crying, bursting the tears. This is in Second Kings chapter 20, just if you're looking for it. I mean, I am paraphrasing. But he walks to the wall and he prays to God. He says, God, you've seen how faithful I've been. Could you please spare my life? Isaiah's already gone, but God speaks to Isaiah and says, go back to Hezekiah. And he goes back to Hezekiah, and through Isaiah, God says to Hezekiah, you're going to survive this. I will give you 15 more years to live. And so then Hezekiah, I mean, that, first of all, is, if you if, if I heard that from God, I'd be like, uh, that's awesome. That's amazing. But then Hezekiah doubts God and says, hey, Isaiah, can you give me a sign of that I know that what God's telling me is actually true? And, and Isaiah says, sure. So he goes, do you want the sundial to move forward 10 steps or move back 10 steps? <laughs> Keep in mind, we don't have watches back then. 
And so Hezekiah said, oh, it's too, it's too easy for God to move it forward 10 steps. Have him move it back 10 steps. <laughs> Can you imagine this conversation that Hezekiah is having with Isaiah? So Hezekiah uh, says, move it back 10 steps. God does that. And so not only does God move the sundial back 10 steps, but in three days he's healed and he's back up and Hezekiah is walking around a, a brand new man with 15 more years to live. So he's feeling pretty good. And there's a contingent of officials from Babylon. And for those of you who don't know who Babylon is, Babylon actually did conquer over Israel, took them, uh, left all the poor people in Israel, took all the rich people, put them in exile, killed a bunch of uh, temple officials and high priests and priests and killed a bunch of uh, the people in the palace and government. So that's what Babylon did. And so Isaiah comes, oh no, Babylon comes in with a bunch of officials. Hezekiah is so proud of the palace, so proud of the temple. He takes them everywhere. He shows them all the silver, all the gold. He, he's bragging and boasting about all the riches that he has and showing the officials from Babylon. So Isaiah catches wind of this and says, hey, hey, buddy, oh, snap. <laughs> um, who were those people? Hezekiah tells him they were people from Babylon. And, and then Isaiah says, you ready for this? Oh, all those people that you let in here to see everything, everything that they saw will become theirs. They're going to come. They're going to destroy the temple. They're going to destroy the city and leave it in ruins. And they're going to kill a lot of the people that are here. And he's going to take even some of your sons and make them eunuchs and take them back into exile in Babylon. Here's Hezekiah's response. At least it won't happen during my lifetime. So here's my here's the reason why I share that story. Because if God gave you, GJ, if God gave you and I 15 more years, and we, we, have this, we have this knowledge through the book of Revelation of what's going to happen, even if it happens after we die, after that 15 years is over with, and yet that tragedy is going to befall our kids, going to befall some of our friends, going to befall some of the people that we care about. What are we going to do in that 15 years? Are we going to be like Hezekiah and not say anything and be like, these, I'm going to sit pretty. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my life and I'm going to be okay. Or are we going to actually go out there and share something? Are we going to actually do something about telling people about who Jesus is, which is one of the reasons why I know we do this show. And you had a couple of scriptures, TJ, and then you can uh, say whatever you want about what I was just sharing, but just encourage us with a couple of those scriptures too. Well, number one is what you're talking about is sense of urgency. So if you knew when your time is coming, which we're all going to have it, so why don't we live that way anyway? whether it's right now or 50 years down the road or whatever that may be. I mean, why, why not live with some type of sense of urgency and, and do that with, with God's excellence? I mean, what better way? And I believe the time is short. I mean, that's part of the reason why we do this show, and we're not giving any exact days, but there's a lot of things to point to. You know, 2030, 2033, I mean, let's just say that was – the timeline. I mean, that's 10, 11 years. So why not make the best of it? And in your case, you, you should be very motivated because you would be <laughs> that old. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and there were, there were clocks. There were clocks. I was thinking, I was envisioning wearing a chain and a sundial, you know, like right here. That's what I was thinking. What are you talking about? So it's all about sense of urgency. We all get a second chance. I mean, Accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's a second chance. And we got two options. We're going to either spend it in hell or we're going to spend it in heaven. And we talk about this almost every week. I mean, when you get down to it, where are you going to spend eternity? You're going to spend it one or the other. You're going to bow down before Jesus, whether you accept Jesus, whether you don't believe in Jesus, or, or you hate Jesus. You're going to bow down before him. It's going to happen. And you say, well, how do you know, G.J.? Read the Bible. Read God's truth, God's word. Boop, boop. So Jeremiah, so, so I'm reading, just started reading the book of Jeremiah. And I'm going to start Jeremiah book uh, 8, verses 4 and 6. Jeremiah say to the people, this, so God's telling him what to say. This is what the Lord says. When people fall down, don't, don't they get up again? Most cases, yes. When they discover that they're on the wrong road, don't they turn back, typically? When they do, these people stay on their self-destructive path. 
Why do the people of Jerusalem refuse to turn back? They're citing tightly to their lies and will not turn around. I listen to their conversation and don't hear the word of truth. Is anyone sorry for doing wrong? Does anyone say, what a terrible thing I have done? No, all are running down the path of sin as swiftly as a horse galloping into battle. And when I read that today, I thought, it sounds like right now. Go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to some of the, you know, the other platforms. I mean, it, <laughs> there's a lot of that going on. The other thing is, I find people feeding into it that shouldn't be feeding into it. I mean, wake up. And then moving on to Jeremiah 9, verse 3, my people bend their tongues like bows to shoot out lies. They refuse to stand up for the truth. They only go from bad to worse. They do not know me, says the Lord. Well, like he's talked about, I mean, standing up. Having that boldness, and that was the word that, as you were talking, boldness, being bold to stand up in your faith. You know, we're being bold. I mean, I had, ex, I mean, I've had literally have hundreds of people quit following me as soon as I started going talking about my faith. And I'm like, what that is, they're the ones that need Jesus. Yeah, I just made a judgment. Uh, we all need Jesus. Then moving on to, Chapter uh, chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. This is what the Lord says. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom. We're seeing this every single day. Or the powerful boast in their power. Or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness righteousness to the earth, and that I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken. That's Jeremiah 9, verses 23, 24. Uh, that was out of NLT version. When I re read this, it's like we're seeing this. Watch any of the media. They boast. They talk about it. I mean, even in the sports world, we're seeing all these talking heads, and they boast, and they're experts. And I'm like, I was having a conversation <clears throat> with a buddy of mine, and, and uh, we're talking about, you know, one of the sports that is in the finals. And I'm like, here's what I see going to happen. And it pretty much happened. So what makes me the expert? I'm not saying I'm the expert. I'm like, but these other people are experts. And then they're saying it was a completely opposite. <laughs> the result was opposite, but they're the experts. So the only expert is God himself, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. And so I see all these things, and they're happening greater and greater, and there's such pride being displayed, no pun intended. And, you know, all these different things that are going on in the world, it's, it's, and, and blasphemy, and it's like, who cares? Anything goes, and it's converging on an elevated level uh, like we've never seen before. However, in the Old Testament, these things were going on. And when, as I read this, it's like, we're not talking about 2,000 years ago. We're talking about right now because it's happening right before eyes. So if you're out there right now and you're wondering, man, I've heard all this. I, I do believe that Jesus is the one that's come to truly save the world. And you haven't yet made that decision. And you want to run to him instead of running towards the sin, running, continually running on this path that you know is leading you into this void of emotion, this void in your heart. There's this hole that you're feeling, this emptiness, this feeling like I don't have a purpose. You can actually experience that. You can have a purpose. You can have your heart filled. You can have your soul filled with the love of God through Jesus today, right now. And all you need to do is just say this prayer with me. And we're going to say that prayer in just a minute. But all you have to do, number one, is you have to accept that Jesus is the Son of God who came to take away the sin of the world. Two, you've got to believe that he's the Son of God. And you, then you have to confess with your mouth what's in your heart that you believe that Jesus came to take away our sin, forgive us, and to create a pathway to relationship with God himself who created us. So we're going to give you the opportunity right now. We're going to say this prayer. If that's you, pray this prayer with me, and then we'll celebrate afterwards. Dear Jesus. We love you. We know 
We accept that you are the Son of God, that we're sinners and we need you. We have all broken your law. We believe that you're the Son of God that came to take away our sin, that you died on that cross for us, that you rose again from the dead, and that you went to the Father to create a pathway for us to have a relationship with our Creator. So, Lord, today we ask you to forgive us. We accept your forgiveness into our hearts and our minds, and we ask you to help us to live each day for you for the rest of our life, to give us the boldness and the courage to not only live it out, but to speak it out. And as these days continue to get worse and worse, we know that's going to happen, that you would give us the strength to continue to be a bold witness, that we would not self-censor the message of Jesus, but that we would speak the truth with grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do it one more time. I, I don't want to see that move again. So I'm not going to say it again. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> All right. Oh, man. Anyway. What a good day. What a good day. Anyway, we appreciate everybody out there. We love you. We'll keep on doing this as long as God gives us the strength. And, um, and I'm and sure. Time that- chat. And times that chat. And times that chat. <laughs> okay. There you go. Point down. Boom. Boom. We'll see you guys next week. We're praying for you. Love you. Say hi to the Philippines for us. Mayland. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.